Orange in the Central West, 105.1 Triple M. Let's talk agriculture now. Joining us online, Bruce Reynolds. Good morning to you, Bruce. G'day, Neil. The cherry harvest has started in uh, the area. I believe it's, it's a bit early, is it, for some of the early varieties? Uh, probably one or two weeks earlier than what you class as average and about a month or so earlier than last year. But, yeah, look, as in cherries have been, been picked in the mudgy area for about a week or so. Uh, around Kudal and now I see it Nashdale last weekend uh, started with the, the very early varieties as in I, I prefer the, the mid-season to later varieties because I think they've got a bit more flavour but look it's, it's great that we've got an extended cherry season so and I believe there's even some pick your own around at the moment so yep harvest is well under what well it has just started I suppose you could say yeah I was out at uh, Hillside Orchard on uh, on the weekend just grabbing a coffee and I was chatting to the gentleman out there he said yeah, we're starting this weekend, so there you have it. All right, uh, what's the crop looking like for our region? So our region and across Australia, still a fairly good crop. Uh, there's been a bit of fruit drop, I noticed, in one early variety that a fair proportion of the fruit did drop. But in the, a lot of the varieties, still a reasonably heavy crop. Some varieties are a bit on the lighter side, so it, it, it depends. And, and we grow a lot of different varieties here in the orange area, so you're probably looking at 20 or more varieties, maybe even up to 30 or so varieties. So uh, overall, probably slightly above average in yield in this area, but the, the big challenge is that's right across uh, Victoria, which is the big cherry-producing state, Tasmania and South Australia, all reasonably good crops at, at this stage. And until uh, the, the cherries are in the bin and in the, the uh, shop's shelves, as you can't guarantee anything, but it's, it's looking likely it'll be a fairly reasonable to large crop. What about the export market? It's going to be important once again this year? Oh, certainly is. If we get half decent crop that we're potentially forecasting, then exports are, are going to take that surplus off the, the domestic market. Otherwise, we'll see quite depressed prices. So hopefully, particularly in the, that Southeast Asian market area that and into China, that we actually get a reasonable amount of cherries into those countries this year uh, to, to just take that top off the, the cherry harvest. Because the domestic market only consumes a certain amount of cherries. And uh, even if you drop the price, as in consumption doesn't go up greatly. It does go up a little bit. So you're better off to, to try and get rid of those cherries in other markets. Okay. Now, look, we've had some hail storms around in the last well, last weekend and uh, last week as well. Uh, I've heard of some damage. I know that uh, Ross Hill, they lost their cherry crop. Any other widespread damage you've heard of? Look, most of the cherry crops escaped, but uh, as you've highlighted there, there's, there's one there. and Potentially, there's been a little bit of hail on a couple of other orchards or farms around. Look, I personally saw hail here uh, at my place at Forest Reefs. So, yeah, look, as in it's the storm season, and that's the risk. But at this stage, from what I hear, most cherry crops in the area have escaped any damage. All right, you've uh, I've been out down to Wagga at the weekend. You've been around the Forbes region, uh, the grain crops. There's plenty of harvesting going on. Certainly is now canola well underway, but but even the wheat crops 
Uh, I was in Forbes about a week ago, and they were golden. As in, there was still a little bit of green. The harvesters weren't in there in the wheat crops quite yet, but they may have moved in by now. But the canola harvest was certainly underway, So, which, which is pretty early. Normally, early to mid-November is condo area, and then you move a week or two later to, you know, to get towards Forbes. So probably a couple of weeks ahead of um, schedule, I suppose you could say. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I believe there's been some grain and canola crops being made into hay. Uh, why is that? So you might recall those cold temperatures. We had some heavy frosts there over the last couple of months, particularly the one-off nights. And I believe I've heard both with wheat and some canola crops that they've been heavily frosted. And that just shrinks the seed to practically nothing. So there's actually no grain in the head. So some producers have had a reasonable bulk of um, crop, you know, reasonably high crop and, and volume of crop have, have turned it into hay because it's still a, a valuable commodity. But if you let it go through to maturity, you weren't going to get much grain in the bin uh, if you put the harvester in. So the, the, they've made economic decisions to, to turn it into another commodity. And sadly, particularly along those creeks around, you know, Tugong, Mandadjuri Creek, I noticed a lot of hay being made there, for example. So I suspect uh, probably a fair bit of frost damage in that area. And if, as we are going into what's looking like a dry period, I guess it's not a complete loss. Look, uh, and yeah, with with regard to hay prices, they're reasonably strong. So yeah, look, it's, it's an alternative and it's, uh, probably a good alternative for, for some producers, particularly if they weren't going to harvest much grain. Yeah. All right. Now let's uh, continue our discussion about the weather. Last month's temperatures and rainfalls, and we know we've had those cool and cold even mornings. So yeah, overnight temperatures are slightly below average to around average, and again, you know, average is only just the, the middle figure. But uh, daytime temperatures are about right, one degree above, and so we we saw a big diurnal range of you know from because again of, of what we talked about there a few weeks ago, the lack of cloud cover. So the, the heat went out overnight. Um, so uh, and looking forward, you know, you, we're potentially going to continue to see over the remainder of summer those hot temperatures um, and probably even you know both overnight and daytime temperatures but rainfall and rainfall is the, the good news story uh, Neil we, we saw a little bit of rainfall around in the last 24 hours and hopefully the next day or so but uh, rainfall forecasts for the next three or four months including the latter part of this month are looking very much on the positive side so there's a higher probability of average rainfall than what we've seen for the last six months. So it's looking better, but there's no guarantee. There's also a, a percentage possibility that we'll still have below average rainfall, but I'd rather be looking at a forecast of potentially above average than potentially below average. And temperatures warming, I'm guessing, as well? Look, you just look at the weekend. What the forecast is, I think we're going close to 30 yeah, degrees yeah. over the weekend. So as in, we will have some hot temperatures, and particularly those maximums. They're going to continue probably for the next three or four months to be above average. So you're, even if it does rain, your evaporation will also be quite high as well. Mm, yes, Bruce Reynolds is with us talking agriculture this morning. Thank you as always, sir. Have a good day. Thanks, Neil.